Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A Year of No Fear. Today, I'm going to be reading in 2 Kings chapter 19. And just in case you want to follow along, I'm going to be skipping around through the whole chapter. But I'm going to be reading verses 3 and 4, 6 and 7, 10 and 11, 14 through 19, and 32 through 37. Just in case you wanted to follow along. So what's happening now, right now, is that there's a king, his name is Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, and there's another king, the king of Assyria. He invades the land of Judah, and King Hezekiah asks him if he can pay him money if he will leave. Like, he's going to pay him money if he promises to leave the land and not invade their land. And the king of Assyria is just ignorant and was like, no, and then starts blaspheming the Lord, talking about the people and saying that they were stupid for believing in the Lord and stuff like that. That was, I mean, just a very brief summary of chapter 18. And right now what's happening is King Hezekiah sends a message to the prophet Isaiah. And this is what, this is what it says. It says, they told him, this is what the King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insult and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. The prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Don't be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to his land where I will have him killed with the sword. And this is the next part. This is the Assyrian king sending a message to Hezekiah. It says, this message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Then all these kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of the earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road which he came. He will not enter the city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend the city and protect it. That night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land.
he went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day while he was worshiping at the temple of his god, Nisrosh, his sons, Adrimelech and Sherezer, killed him with their swords. Then they escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Esarhaddon, became the next king of Assyria. So that was pretty long. Hopefully you guys understood all that was happening because I jumped around a lot throughout the chapter. But basically what happens is that King Hezekiah sends a message to Isaiah saying what was happening, telling him what was happening. And Isaiah sends a message back to King Hezekiah. Isaiah the prophet sends a message back to King Hezekiah saying, this is what the Lord says. Don't be disturbed. Other translation says, do not fear this blasphemous speech against me because he is going to move against the king and he will be killed with the sword. He's not going to take over Jerusalem. He's not going to take, o- take over the land. So just reassuring Hezekiah, like whatever this king is saying, whatever this king who's blaspheming me, I just want to say like in the Old Testament, blasphemy was punishable. It was offense to God, punishable by death. So we live under a new covenant and the only unforgivable sin is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I'll talk about that another day. The king was just talking a bunch of crap about God and how God wasn't going to save them, that their God isn't the one true God or whatever. Just saying like a bunch of blasphemies against the Lord. And he said, he's not going, don't fear. He's not going to take this land. He's going to move against him. I'm going to move against him, the Lord said, and have him return to his land where he will be killed there. And that's exactly what happened. The king of Assyria went back to to his land and there he was killed by two of his own sons. And this just kind of goes to show that the Lord is our defender, that we don't even really have to. There are certain things that you really don't have to fight about. I, I was telling my friends yesterday this testimony of something that I completely forgot about that the Lord had done for me just the way that God I mean and it's not like anything super like outrageous like this or anything like extremely big but just goes to show that the Lord is your defender and there are some things that you just keep your mouth shut and you don't have to say anything and the Lord will defend you So a while ago, like a few months ago, I got in a very minor parking lot car accident. I was backing out and somebody was backing out and I was shifting into drive. Somebody was still backing out and they hit me and I didn't hit the lady. She hit me and we called the police insurance, the whole thing. And the insurance company calls me like a week later and they're like, yeah, she's saying that this is your fault. And I told them, I said, I, this isn't my fault. And there was nothing that I could say. And there was nothing that I could other than like security camera footage, which I was going to attempt to get, but I never did. But other than like my words, they weren't enough. Like what I, what I could say, what I said, it wasn't enough because my, from my old, my previous life, I got in a lot of accidents and I got in a lot of like I've gotten a lot of speeding tickets and praise the Lord. Like that was that's the only thing that's happened since I've been saved Um, and it wasn't even my fault. So my driving record is a lot different from since I've gotten saved till now. I was like, like, there's nothing that I can say to make them believe that this wasn't my fault. 
I can't provide proof. It's just my word against hers. And my driving record is terrible. So I like I remember just like not doing anything about it. I was like, okay, whatever. The insurance company, they're going to figure it out. And fast forward to last week and I got my in the mail. I got my insurance bill. I pay my insurance by the by six months, my car insurance by six months. I got my insurance bill for the new premium and my premium went down and I didn't think much about it at the time. But when I I was praying and I don't know why I was just thinking about like, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but as I was just praying, like it must have been the Lord, like bringing it to remembrance, you know, as I was praying, he reminded me like you got in that accident and your insurance rate went down. And I was like, wow, like. It's unheard of that you get a speeding ticket or you get an accident or some sort of traffic violation or anything like that and your insurance rate goes down, especially when you have a poor driving record like I did. So my insurance rate went down like it didn't go up at all. It went down because there's nothing that I could have said. There's nothing that I could have done to make them other than security footage, make them believe that because nobody like it was my word against hers. And I don't know that lady's driving record either. I don't know if she's gotten in a lot of accidents or a lot of speeding tickets. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Lord is my defender because he knew that I did not hit her. He knew that I didn't hit that lady. He knew that I didn't cause the accident, but he still defended me. And he like it. I don't know. It was just such a it was such an amazing thing because you would expect to see that the insurance rate would go up after an accident and I don't know and I'm not an insurance expert but I just thank the Lord that he knew that I didn't lie he knew that I didn't cause the accident and he saw that and I feel like there's a a scripture about this and if there is then I'll I'll look it up and I'll put I'll put it below but if you just keep your sometimes like if you just keep your mouth shut if you just don't say anything at all and you have to know the time and the place. But sometimes if you just keep your mouth shut and let the Lord defend you, he will do that. The Lord is your defender. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to try to do th- like I was going to try to get the security footage, but I didn't. And I'm glad that I didn't because God was able to show me that, hey, you don't have to, to stress yourself out about this. You don't have to go out of your way to do all this, all of these things. I am your defender and I'm the one who's taking care of you. Know that I'm not going to let something like this come against you. Even something as small as that. I just praise God for that. Like it's so small, but like if, like if he'll do the small things, like think about the big things that he'll do. So in relation to this scripture, the Lord defended Jerusalem. He defended the land of Judah. He defended Hezekiah, Isaiah. He defended everyone because people that the king of Assyria was blaspheming against him. And it said the angel of the Lord, one angel went and took out 185,000 of their enemies. Think about, and again, we fight against rulers and principalities now in this covenant. We don't fight against flesh and blood. So we're not going to call angels to go take out people think about whatever it is that whatever whatever opposition and you just you know it's demonic 
you know it is you know it's satan you just know it's the devil whatever opposition in your life of the promises of god that just won't that you just can't see the manifestation of it yet and it's not because god isn't doing it it's not because he's waiting or he's making you wait it was already done but there's a demonic opposition against that thing like in the book of daniel when Daniel prayed to God. The The angel came to him on the 21st day and he said, the Lord sent me on the very first day that you started praying. But there was a spiritual principality of the prince of Persia and I was held up there for 21 days. So God answers your prayers the second that you pray them. But sometimes there is a, a demonic principality or a demonic thing that's holding up the manifestation of that thing coming to pass fully because it was already answered. The prayer has already been answered, but you, you want to see that thing come to, to completion. You want to see it manifest in the physical realm. But one angel of the Lord was able to take out 185,000 of their enemies. So think about what one angel of the Lord, if you call on the Lord, and you, because we have authority to, the angels are under our authority. We can send angels to go, to go and to fight for us in the spirit. Whatever demonic opposition that you're facing, know that the Lord is on your side and know that you with persistent prayer and allowing the Lord to be your defender, he's not going to let anything take you out. And I'm not saying that you have to pray and fast for 21 days. You might have to, and you might not. King Hezekiah didn't have to pray and fast for 21 days, but Daniel did. You just have to follow the spirit of the Lord. You have to follow the Holy Spirit living in you. But the Lord defended them. He defended them physically and he defended them spiritually. The Lord is your defender. There is something that you have to do, but God will fight for you in the, in the supernatural. We do what we're supposed to do. We open the word, the sword of our spirit. We use the sword to cut the enemy. And we have authority over heaven's armies. But again, you don't have to be afraid because this is exactly what the Lord does to your enemy, Satan, who tries to come after his children. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow with another Wednesday word. This one is going to be about motives. So plans, motives, and actions. I'm still continuing on that for the Wednesday words for the next two weeks. So tomorrow we're talking about motives. So be sure to listen to that. Subscribe to the podcast so you get the notification whenever I post an episode. Um, And follow the Instagram. It's at H-I-H-B podcast. Um, And thank you so much again. I love you guys. Bye.